This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast about being a grown up and growing up, about getting grounded and staying grounded. Join us for a conversation between two women, a mother and a daughter, talking about everything. Hello, everyone. It's a weekend after a holiday, and Kate and I are sitting down together because we were celebrating together and we just wanted to record we're a little late because of the holidays here we are yeah hey everybody it was christmas <laughs> it was christmas merry and christmas yeah happy holidays all of the things whatever you celebrate Hope yeah you had fun we uh were thinking about family traditions and what it's like to gather with your family and how for some it can be traumatic and difficult <laughs> same time and for others it can be fun and and sometimes it's both and sometimes it's both I wouldn't say it's ever traumatic in our family at least not for me speak for yourself <laughs> but I feel like um, I was traumatized <laughs> just kidding but yeah it's it's always good to get together I think um but family's difficult can be can definitely be difficult. I'm lucky that I, I'm a really big fan of my immediate family. And then once you get to my extended family, yeah, it kind of depends who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good too because there's our family doesn't really ever have political conversations on a on a big group setting. Our little family, like me, you, dad, Danae. We talk about it a lot. We could have political conversations, but it doesn't come up in the bigger setting. I mean... My but dad makes jokes about it. It's not stuff. like it doesn't come up on accident. It doesn't come up by design. Right. Like, I, I'm i a very political person. I am very careful to not say something that's going to stir the pot or cause a conversation because I don't want my holiday to be ruined. Right. But we don't have that one relative, the older relative, who feels the need to bring yeah. it up. And, and even though they know everyone feels differently. Totally. And I should clarify, there's no one in our family that I feel like is a big part of the problem. Otherwise, I would intentionally pick fights with those people. Because <laughs> you're so terrible. That's I don't want to be the kind of... Per- I refuse to be the kind of person that says, I will tolerate racism, sexism, homophobia, whatever, because they're a member of my family. I don't believe in that. You made that very clear. I mean, in our last episode, you're like, cut people out of your life. It's I, fine. You sometimes have to. And I, I stand mean, I, by that. I agree if someone's very toxic, I get it. So I backtracked on that. But I'm just saying, to me, it's family is important, I think. I think that family people. is important. But family is important when it's good for you. I, I like yeah, any you other can't relationship. go to your grave holding your heart because you bit your tongue around every... Yeah, and I'm fortunate that there's no one in our family that I feel like... Like, there's no, they might tease me, and there are definitely members of our family that tease me about being so outspoken on Facebook and stuff, but even if it gets on their nerves that I'm constantly posting, like, political stuff, it doesn't get on their nerves because they're super hardcore conservative. It gets on their nerves because their feed is blown up with political memes that they don't really care about. It's a different sort of frustration. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm just saying we don't really have anyone. I guess whenever someone talks about I'm that, saying. I'm right. saying. There's no one in our family. that yeah. I'm not biting my tongue intentionally. There are people that are super liberal in our family and people that are less liberal. So we're, we're fortunate. 
Yeah. Would you disagree? I think there are definitely some conservatives, maybe, who would, if um, questioning with a light shining overhead in their eyes, would say, no, I'm liberal. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, in my head, I just, whenever people make jokes about that, I envision that one relative who, like, enjoys bringing it up and having the argument. Yeah. And Yeah, you're yeah. right. And we don't I really mean, have that. Yeah. And I guess there's, I don't, there's no one in our family that I feel like is bigoted. Well, I mean, that's one of those things you just never know until you see a tweet or a... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. And I guess I could find out if I poked and prodded at Christmas dinner about who voted for who. But I'm not going to do... They know where I stand. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... It's not a secret. I don't... Right. I don't know. I'm just more pretty considerate of others, too. Yes. I just, like, I want to be clear that I'm not the kind of person that... Who would bite your tongue. Exactly. Because I don't... That would seem so hypocritical after everything that I've said on this podcast to be like, well, well, I'm the type of person, I mean, as you might know, like I would probably bite my tongue until I could calm down and think about how I wanted to approach the situation because I would definitely say something eventually Mm because that's how I roll, but I'm not necessarily going to grab the bull by the horns that first moment and be like, no, depending on the situation, but for the most part, yeah. Um, if somebody said something offhand, I would probably just ignore it and then think about how I'm going to address it. Yeah. I'm definitely not like that. Yeah. I, I charge headfirst and I'm bull in a china shop. I know. And then you get, or you're like, I probably shouldn't have handled it that way. I probably said some things I shouldn't have said. <laughs> got a little, got a little heated. I got a little upset, which I'll still get heated later on, but I try to, at least in my head, feel comfortable with what I'm saying and how I'm going to handle it. Which is very good. You get through to more people that way. You're not going to change anyone's mind. Like, you know, anyways, you're not, but here's, here's, I know it's for the audience. Yes. Right. Did I share that on Facebook? Or did I share... Yeah. Oh, but no, we've had this conversation. But it's before. true. You're not trying to convince that person. You're trying to let other people know, but maybe change someone who is still open. That's going to read it. Yeah. Or in that instance or listen, make sure that people know that I, I can't have bigots being the loudest voice in the room because then people are going to feel like that's all that there is. Yeah. I mean, if you're speaking out against gay people. I don't know how a conversation of uh, this topic started out as holidays and we're on politics. Anyway. We're so good thing, It was good. And second thing. We have fun Christmas traditions. We do have some fun ones. What are your ones you remember growing up that we don't do anymore? Oh, growing up? Yeah. I think like we did different things growing up than, like, I always made a really big deal about stockings. Yeah, stockings were always, we had these fancy stockings that I loved. Um, the, I mean, like, I really would go matching, out of, all out of it. Yeah. That's why I had to stop doing it. It was making me insane. In the stockings. Yeah, it was very, it was a very coordinated. It's yeah. Um, we always did gifts Christmas morning. Matching pajamas every year that we would all sleep yeah. in. We've kind of got away from matching. Now it's more like complimentary. Like our same style, different colors or something like that. Yeah. Um, but still super cute. Um, um, we always left out cookies and milk. I remember yeah. one year we, there was, um, reindeer sparkles mm-hmm. on the sidewalk and stuff like reindeer glitter. That was really fun. Um, I remember, um, cause it doesn't snow in Vacaville, but I, we liked the snow. So I remember, um, snow on the windows and stuff, the spray paint snow. Yeah. Um, I remember going to Tahoe one year. Oh, no, that was for Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Yeah. Obviously, Disneyland for Christmas. Yeah, we only did that once, I think. And it was yeah. the best Christmas I've ever had. 
and the best Disneyland trip I've ever I feel had. like it, to me, it was so much less stress. I didn't have to plan anything, any gifts, just plan a vacation. Yeah. We should really just do that again. <laughs> I like traveling over the holidays, to be honest. Disneyland is so crowded at Christmas, but... It's, I mean, not, it's not for the faint of heart, for that, sure. Yeah. But we, I mean, we know what we're getting ourselves into. And that, I mean, that year was the year that on Christmas Eve, we saw the last fireworks and parade show. So technically you're there until right after the park closes. So the only people that are there are the people watching the show. And when we left, oh, I'm the best, still my best Disneyland memory. When we left, every single character was at the train station Waving. where you leave for the night. Um, waving goodnight to everyone. And I mean every character. We couldn't even get them in a picture. We had to take a video to pan to get all these characters that are waving us goodnight. And they said this is something that we only do Christmas Eve and sometimes not even then because we don't always have the correct, you know, staff for. I'm sure they didn't use that word. I'm sure they yeah. said something much more magical. But that's what they said, that this was a this is literally once a year at that time. Yeah. And sometimes not even then, and we were lucky enough to see it. Well, because they kind of do it now during Fantasmic. They kind of have that whole big group of characters on the boat. Yeah, they do. But it was just so magical to be leaving. and So and unexpected. Yeah. After and I couldn't get my camera to work. I had, you know, it was before your phone. I couldn't get my camera to take a picture. I was like... But no, we got a video. I don't, I don't know where this video is. I don't remember seeing yeah, we got a video. Oh. Insider tip, if you go at Christmas, do a tour. Yes. Because you get frontline at rides. Yes, it's more expensive, but you get frontline at rides, and you get front row seating for the parade, and you get hot chocolate and a cookie. Or and a, a pin. And but a if pin. you don't want it, pin you can send it to me. Yeah, and you can send it to Grown Up and Grounded. No problem. We'll take it. We'll take mm -hmm. that pin off your hands. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that is but my... But, yeah, saves you so uh, much time. I mean, literally front the of the line. the main rides you get on... You get on all the ones you want to get on. Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, which is a haunted mansion. Sorry. Matterhorn, Small World. And I think they, I feel it depends like, if they take you to California Adventure or not. Because there was one ride in California Adventure too. Yeah, which one was it though? I don't remember. Um, well, but either, either way, way, it was so It's definitely it. money well spent. Plus, I mean, just the history you get about the park. I mean, that's where I, I know most of my Disney history is from the tours that we've done. We've done all the tours except for one. There's just one that I'm missing now. I think the, there's two the I haven't done. Yeah, I haven't done the botany one, but there's one other one I don't think I've done. But I don't know. Either way, love the Disney tours. Definitely worth good, it. Good deal. Um, yeah. Um, so what about now? We have some pretty fun traditions. We play yes. left, right, center. Yeah. I'm super into our Christmas traditions now. Um, and we do a white elephant we, stealing. Yeah. We do white elephant gift exchange, which is really nice because then we don't have to worry about gifts for extended family. We just all come with one gift and we do that. So that's been super convenient as an adult for me to not have to worry about gifts from aunts and uncles and things like that. Because then it just gets, you know, complicated and then you forget someone, blah, 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 blah. Don't have to think about that. Um, and I, then left, I, right, center. Yeah. But I like the way we do it with a gift and a gift card because sometimes you don't want the gift, but you want the gift card. Yeah. So you... It adds another It layer. adds another layer of choosing what you're going to, if you're going to steal or not. But we're kind of nice. We hardly ever steal. This was the year, first year we've ever had so much stealing. Yeah. There was, there was a lot back and forth this year. And it's kind of fun because if you are a couple um, and you bring two gifts, then you, you are part playing as two people. So you can kind of coordinate steals, yeah. which is what... 
That's but nobody wants doing this year. Nobody wants to steal from their grandparents, so it's always kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> they can't steal from my grandma. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's really fun. Yeah, that part's good. But yeah. left, right, center. If you've never heard of that, it's very hard to explain. But there's money involved, and some one person wins the pot. Everyone puts in three dollars, and somebody walks away with the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. So every year, that's pretty fun. We we enjoy that. Yeah, we get really into it. I would recommend that as a a fun game for families. Have you ever seen any of those videos of like people playing uh, where like gifts and saran wrap and you unwrap it or. Yeah. I've seen or to wrap several yeah. layers of wrapping and mm-hmm. you try to unwrap it with oven mittens on. Yeah. Those seem fun too. Yeah. But we already are pushing it for time by the time we eat and. And have dessert and yeah. Play our games. Everybody has multiple holidays to go to now, but it might be easier if next year we do it Saturday before. Yes. Because we'll have a whole day. We could we might be able to fit something else in well, there. While everybody's waiting for food to be done, we could play one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super fun. But yeah, we do all these things with my mom's side of the family, my aunts and uncles and grandparents on my mom's side of the family. And yes. So that's fun. And it's very interesting because this is the... F- the year Kate was the only person there without oh. a plus one, and it's so funny because among yeah. all her cousins, everyone thought, thought she'd be the first one to be married, and here she is, the lone wolf at the yeah. end. The only one, not only the only one without a plus one, the only one not engaged or married. Yeah, everyone there now is engaged or married, which is awesome. You win the prize, last one standing. Give me five. Okay, <laughs> I did it. You won something. Yay. Yes, there was definitely some jokes made about that. Because we were, all of us cousins took over the adult table this year, which was really fun. Because there's finally enough of us to take it over. But there was one seat left open. And we were all, I was looking around the table and I was like, yeah, that seat's left open because I don't have a plus one. I was I'm supposed to, I was, there's supposed to be somebody else with me, I guess. That's true because they had TVs up there. Yeah. So that was that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the noise. My dog is grabbing funny things and making sounds because he's very anxious. Max really would like to be a part of the podcast. He is a part, just not. Uh, we haven't talked to speak yet. <laughs> so yeah, you're the last one standing. It's mm-hmm. interesting, but that's, I did. I've got time now too because there are two weddings next year. My niece and my daughter are getting married, so. I'm starting you to reevaluate. There's I mean, no way you can get married next year, no I, matter what. I, there's no man in my life. I know. I'm just saying, let's anyways. just pretend that you were like or one woman. of those people that dated for three months and wanted to get married right away. Like, because that happens. I, I know so many people that To be fair, too. I am that type. <laughs> I, that could happen to me. That's a, that's a real thought. It wouldn't happen because you wouldn't want to do that to me because I'd be like, hell no. But, <laughs> um, but you'd consider it. I know. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So, yeah. Um... I'm really reevaluating. I, I'm, I'm thinking 30 is probably when it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to be 28. I'm going to say, let's just not map anything out and just let things happen how they're going to happen. That sounds overrated. <laughs> of course. It's like, let's see, what should we add to the list? Exercise. So the, fact, the fact that I'm cooking. <laughs> the fact that I'm like comfortable with the idea of being married when I'm 30 is that's a big deal for me. It is a big deal. And I'm not trying to be discouraging or negative. I'm just saying. That's what there's like this I get it. window of like how long I'm willing to wait for more grandkids or children. 
I mean, I will get married and immediately have babies. <laughs> I'm because I, I I wanted to be done with kids by the time I was thirty. Yeah, people say oh, that they can't have kids right away or whatever. You can't just like automatically assume Mother Nature is going to gift that present to you. I deserve it. Fit. I deserve Wait, it. And so does everyone else out there trying to have kids. And you're right. You're work. right. I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not trying to say that there's anyone who deserves to not have kids if they want kids. That's absolutely not what I mean. Yeah, insensitive. What thing. I mean. Yeah, I know I'm a bitch. What I mean is, um. There's actually nothing that I can say that's going to... Yeah, but yeah. You, you were like... So... You got caught. I'm terrible, and never mind. <laughs> Mother Nature will absolutely punish me with no trouble. <laughs> no, they just come into love. You never know. You're right. There's nothing... Right. It, you can't just assume. But I will try to have kids right away. Yes. Because I've done enough of my life without them. And I want to have babies. Yeah, well... But I yeah. also realize that that means I need to start doing things to prepare for that. Like, moving out of San Francisco and... And being somewhere I could buy finishing your college education before you. Can you edit that out? I'm trying to tell employers <laughs> that I can graduate. <laughs> Don't be a liar. I'm so close to death. I don't want to talk about this. One thing at a time. Where's my rich man or woman? I don't discriminate. Yeah. I know there. I, there have been times in my life where I'm like, I'm married for love, which is great. I'm in love. I'm still in love, but Gross. marrying for. <laughs> Married for money seems like an awfully good idea. Hey, you know, just kidding. I'm not. But you know, we share a lot of stories on this podcast that are embarrassing for me. I think we should share one that's embarrassing for you. I know where you're going. It's with only that. time. It's only fair. So when I came up for the holidays, um. I was originally going to go to the Warrior game that was before Christmas. So I wasn't going to be here until uh, late sun the Sunday before Christmas. Um, however, that the timing and uh, transportation stuff it didn't work out. So I decided I'll go to another Warrior game after Christmas. And um, I decided I was going to surprise my mom um, and come up here earlier in the day so we'd have a whole day together. Because my mom likes me quite a bit. And so that's always a pleasant surprise for her. So I coordinated with my dad so that we could surprise my mom by having me show up. Um, like 10 hours before I was supposed to be here. So my dad comes and picks me up from the train station and tells my mom he's got to go to work. Um, and when we get back, he's like, okay, we got to sneak upstairs really quiet. Like your mom's in bed. Uh, she was like, she was in bed when I left. Um, she just got out of the shower, whatever. I don't yeah. know, something. And um, so you, you got to be quiet and I'll like, you can jump into the room and like surprise her. So we sneak up the stairs. My dad comes up the stairs and my mom had just gotten out of bed and she was trying to get ready and get dressed. You, cause it, yeah, yeah, I was like grabbing the shower. Out of the yeah. door. So my mom was naked as she's like getting ready and my dad goes, oh, you're naked to try and say something <laughs> to her, but also to warn me to not come around the corner. But then my mom goes, yeah, I am. And does this little dance for him. And my dad's like, whoa, 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 because he knows that I'm there, but she doesn't know that I'm there. So I just start busting up <laughs> laughing. My mom goes, Kate, what are you doing here? And, yeah, but, and then dad tried to twist it. Like, she's always like that. She's always yeah. wants to have sex with me. This is every day. She just wants to have sex all the time. You see what happened, Kate? She's trying to seduce me. She always pressures me, blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, it was so funny. <laughs> I told you the, the real reason behind that. 
like I gotta I gotta do stuff like that so that can't say I'm never like the initiator because that's his sob story and my response to that is so that means if I wasn't there my parents were about to have sex if it wasn't for me my parents would have had sex but I was here I ruined it <laughs> fun sucker <laughs> this is a nice surprise turned out to not be so nice <laughs> Yeah, well, that was pretty embarrassing. Oh, it was great. It was so funny. She's probably going to edit this out later to prove a point. <laughs> no one will know my secret. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, that was a lot Yeah, of fun. Merry Christmas. That was super awesome. It was a good surprise, though, right? I do like Your surprises. That you love. I you know. <laughs> it stinks when you guys um, live far away. I don't get to see you very often. We're really not that far, though. I know. A day's drive, you could come up anytime. I know, the city is just so daunting. Well, it sounds like a personal problem. And air, Bay Area traffic. Ugh. So drive to Bart and hop on Bart. Problem solved. Have you heard about Bart? <laughs> I mean, I've heard about needles and feces. and I mean, I've, I've ridden on Bart a lot. You just have to be smart. Don't put your hand between the seats because there could be needles. That's, I've heard this. Why would you ever put your hand between the seats anyways? <laughs> Maybe your phone fell. I don't know. No. You shouldn't, you, no. See, or already, if your phone is potential to fall between the seats, you're making a mistake. Your phone should be like curled up, curled up around you. In your fanny you pack, snug and tight. Exactly. <laughs> and if you listen to headphones, people leave you alone. So listen to music. You're good to go. If a train is empty or a portion of a train is empty, but the rest of the train is crowded. There's probably a reason. Go in that train. <laughs> That's a big deal. See, lessons learned for those of you who aren't familiar with traveling yeah. and BART. You used to take BART every day. I wish Amtrak went into the city, but there's really no way for that to work unless they built an actual bridge. Yeah, I'm, I mean, plus it would, I'm sure Caltrain likes having kind of a monopoly on that. Yeah, but you can't, can you take Caltrain out of San Francisco? Yeah, but to the south, because it doesn't go across the bay. Right. See. Rude. Gets you to San Jose. You can take Caltrain to uh, Great America, which is like one-fifth as cool as Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, one-fifth. That's something. There's nothing to cry over. Except it's just for the price that I... So here's my here's my beef, okay? I love theme parks. I love Disneyland more than any other theme park, obviously. Um, and I just feel like Disneyland, it's expensive up front, but everything's included in that price. I don't have to pay more for a fast pass. I don't have to pay more for like all these, ex any rides or these experiences. Like I don't have to pay to see Fantasmic, but you go to these other theme parks and sure it's like 40 bucks to get in. And then if you want a fast pass, it's $60. And if you want a meal pass, it's another $50 that you end up not even getting your money's worth because there's so many restrictions you didn't know about. And then some of these rides cost extra money and it's just like... Wait, there's rides that cost extra money? Like experiences. Or just like those, it's oh, like okay. those like the bungee jump ones right. and stuff like that. They're like outside vendors. Yeah. That cost extra. Which is fine. Like that's the theme park experience. I'm not necessarily complaining about it. But I do have an issue with people that complain that Disneyland is so expensive because it's worth the price because you get all these other things. Plus, Disneyland is so clean. You will never go to another right. theme park that clean ever in your life. Or immersive. And the customer service experience is so much different. I mean, Maggie and I used to joke, like, when we would go to Disneyland for a long time and then come back, we would, like, get off the plane and be like, where are the cast members to assist us and answer our questions? And it's like, this isn't... The yeah. real world is so much harder without cast members that are friendly and smiling all the time. 
I mean, yeah, I've had so many random questions that I've needed to answer. I'm just like, oh, let me find a cast member and ask them. Like, I even, like, know. when we were asked about the characters being up on the trade station, like, does that happen all the time? Should I plan another trip here? And they're like, we can't guarantee it. Yeah. And I mean, we were there it, another Christmas Eve, and it, it didn't happen. Yeah. It's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination, and that's what made it so magical. Just like when we talked to cast members about when Dumbo was going to fly for us during the fireworks. Right. Just like when we talked to that janitor who had been working there forever and told us about the basketball court in the Matterhorn and all these traditions because he'd been working there since, like, yeah, the Walt days. Yeah, that's a funny. One time we went to Disneyland, um, and we had been there, I think, four or five days. So it was, like, almost was our last trip. day. We had done everything we needed to do because it was much less crowded than we expected. And, um, and we're just really good at Disneyland. <laughs> there's that. But so we spent the whole day, Stephen and I spent the whole day just talking to cast members. And like, we learned so many things and you talk to them about where they're from and like, they're so friendly. Like we have it to was say so much too, fun. Like that's dad loves that sort of stuff. Yeah. My dad really, really loves to talk to, um, I don't want to say people because that's not always true, but like talk to workers. Like he, he really likes like brighten their day by like conversing with them. Yeah. Um, like, you know, human to human as opposed to like employee to patron and uh he i mean he he makes like i don't want to say friends but like he's just so social yeah. in that in that way and you just see him like he yeah we met he, the lady he really likes to do that at disneyland especially because the cast members are so receptive right and we met the lady that was in charge of the decorations like taking down like christmas and all that and she it she was talked really, to us about how they do that yeah yeah it was really interesting when we went on a different trip and the, the train people were there. Dad had a long talk with them about the trains and, like, working as a train engineer there and what all that takes. And um, really... We talked to the people that um, did the horses one time, too, because mm -hmm. we talked about what uh, where the horses are kept and then, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we've learned so many things just by Dad starting best these conversations. Scenes, where's the best place for the parade? Where's the best place for the fireworks? They'll yeah. tell you. They know. Yeah, you really got to talk to those cast members, man. Another insider tip. Growing up and grounded. Yeah. Don't say you, we never, ever left you hanging. Cast seriously. members. Get all Yeah, you, I mean, use your resources, right? And I, I just think that a lot of, like, do your research, too. If, if you're, especially if you're talking about a first trip to Disneyland, so many people go in not knowing what to expect because it is so different than a lot of other theme parks. You've got, you have to, like, use Google. There's so many great blogs and stuff about it. Yeah things you can do and then you have it available on your phone or ready to go you plan it into your day like so many people come to the parks not knowing that anyone can get a fast pass for rides they yeah. don't know how that works or like even assume you have to yeah. pay and it, i mean that's if you if you even spend one day not getting a fast pass that's a day completely wasted you could have doubled what you did in that day yeah i don't know i, don't I can know. talk about disney forever i feel like i haven't talked about disney in a long time because yeah. i since i haven't been this is my first year not going during the christmas season in like four years or something like that um so this is really difficult for me a christmas season it's, oh, it's been really hard, hard. <laughs> i started a gofundme if anyone wants to help First world problems. <laughs> i didn't make it to disneyland no. at christmas time i know it's nobody ridiculous. feels sorry for you you're no one i you know. shouldn't even say you went four not... times it just makes you sound like a horrible person in general i i, I okay yes i'm very privileged I'm fortunate. I'm also deeply in debt, which is why I can afford these things. I'm okay <laughs> with that being on the podcast. However, <laughs> oh, wait, again, I edit this to make you sound great as a future spouse or girlfriend and um, 
talking about your debt is not gonna debt is the that. millennial way honestly <laughs> i mean you'd be hard pressed to find a millennial that couldn't empathize with that yeah yeah but they're not taking I'm four fine. trips to disneyland i said four years is, yeah yeah relax it's not like i'm saying i went four times last month i mean but you probably went four times last year <laughs> yes i did <laughs> but that's a lot better than the year before when i went like six so i'm you also back. stay it's also a lot less expensive for you because you are willing to stay at any hotel that will have you for the lowest that's price. That's so true. And there's a hotel owner that I actually know um, that lives, or not lives, but his hotel is walking distance. And because I've stayed there so many times, he says, when you need to book, call me and I'll give you the best deal that I can offer you versus Raver. booking on a website. I, I mean, but that's the benefit of going so many times. It's like, yes, I know how to do Disneyland for cheap. I have an annual pass, so I don't have to pay. I get my discounts. My hotel, I, I can get them for less than 109 easy. On my flights, I usually book with my points for my Southwest credit card. Yeah. So, like, Those, it's not yeah. like I'm going and staying in the Grand Californian and having this, like, luxurious experience. Mm, I think I've only done that a few times. That's why I don't go as much, because that's the experience <laughs> I want. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't have that. Because Steven only wants to stay at Disneyland hotels. It's so like, true. Last time I tried talking him out of it, I'm like, it's so expensive. He's like, that's where I want to be. Okay. When I tell you how much the and trip paid, costs. And you paid for me, which was very nice. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, when I tell you how much the trip costs, I don't want to hear about it. We didn't pay for you. You ended up paying us back for the I hotel. I paid you for, I paid for the the original price of the hotel that we were going to pay. You guys paid the difference from that price oh, yeah. to the, well, the Grand Dad wants what he wants. That's what Dad wanted. But also... It was very kind of Dad. I was very, uh, it was last year, I was heart, I just had my heart broken and I was very sad and my dad knew that taking me to Disneyland and giving me these things was going to cheer me up and it worked great. So was, that, was, that was good. That was Halloween last year. Yeah. And somehow he's a closeted Disney addict. I mean, really. Oh, absolutely. I mean. If work wasn't his priority, he'd be at Disneyland a lot Some of more. my best Disney memories are goofing off with dad. In Disneyland. Yeah, because one time, I think with one time I was sick, you guys went and did a whole bunch of random things. Oh, yeah. I think that was the time we tried to... My, Me and my dad's mission for several trips when I was younger was get into a cast member only area. Like that, that, that was our entertainment, was trying to figure out how we could get into an area that was cast members only, whether mm -hmm. by the rules or not by the rules. And, uh... We eventually, this is going to get me, Disneyland's going to hear this and kick me out forever. Yeah, yeah I know. Past. We were only so lucky if Disneyland was listening <laughs> yeah, to our podcast. <laughs> um, but we eventually succeeded and actually we managed to get into the area where the cast members can take their dogs. There's like a dog kennel there. You can bring your dogs to work or whatever. Um, so we uh, managed to get in there and we took a picture with a sign that says cast members only behind us. So that was pretty cool. So my favorite. There's a lady that I was in a running accountability group with that, uh, started running accountability group <laughs> yeah i know don't judge uh, it started from a run disney group because we we all ran, ran disney so she's a huge disney fan so we have that in common but she just posted on her facebook that her son took her to club 33 she's like i'm oh. so proud and i was just like you what on earth bitch. is he single my daughter's single like let's let's make this happen <laughs> is he single did you actually say that no i didn't i didn't do that when it's um, club when club 33 is in the mix like oh, all there's no all embarrassment right. absolutely if someone can get me into club 33 that is the one disney thing that i the disneyland thing i should clarify that i really want to do that i have not done even just i don't need a membership necessarily like just get me yeah, in so i can shop for the pins that's all i need but then new pins will come out and I'll say the same thing again. So I guess give me a membership. 
we're, we, we take sponsors. <laughs> Club 33 membership for free advertisements. Free advertisements, air quotes. You're paying for Club 33 membership, which is so expensive. It's what, $15,000 a year just to go on a waiting list? I mean, it's like, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. And yet, I feel like it's so worth it. <laughs> I would pay it. <laughs> so I go. The next thing I'm going to do, though, before Club 33 <coughs> membership is Disney Vacation Club membership. That's the next thing on my list. Yeah. I'm so close to out of debt. Dad even mentioned like the other day, like, like maybe if we retire and do this and that, you could get your Disney Vacation Club membership. And I was like, don't tease. <laughs> don't even make jokes about that. <laughs> mean it or nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. But I have gotten to the point where I'm like, he loves going to Disneyland. It fits him perfect because... The idea of a language barrier and also dealing with currency exchanges if we were to travel outside of America kind of stress him out. And he already gets stressed about travel. So, like, doing just Disney is ideal for him. But I get a little, like, I'd really like to see the rest of the world. Like, it's on my agenda, things yeah. I want in life. You have kids, though. Kids will travel with you. Yeah. You can take... Disney and Becca, wherever you want to go, I'll go with that to Disneyland because <laughs> I don't really feel that drive. Yeah. I want to go to Disney parks all over the world. But Danae and I travel different too because Danae's like, I don't like that resort life. I want to get out. And I'm like, I want to be in a resort with the ability to go out and see stuff if I want. But, if but I that's just... my choice. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah. I don't like eating. At, I don't like the ones that include food because I do like to try restaurants and stuff. I mean, that's part of the fun of traveling. But getting to know people and stuff too. But I don't blend in and well as well in other countries. I'm just an old, awkward person. It's not like I could just go and fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah. I mean, you but, could in Europe. But I'd still look like a tourist, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's no point in that. But you know, at least you'd look like all the other tourists versus like... It's like when I went to El Salvador, mm -hmm. right? I went to El Salvador with a bunch of El Salvadorians. We, they are from El Salvador, so they, we like did all the local stuff, stayed with locals and all this stuff. And um, yeah, I did not blend. I was even like I, I, I'm not blonde haired and blue eyed, but I'm still a white girl, and that was very apparent. Walking around ordering pupusas, and I mean, I, do you think it's an accident I was the only one that got E. coli? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that was on purpose. Poison the white girl. No. <laughs> Just kidding. You're, you're probably the only person that wasn't used to it. <laughs> you no, that's exactly what it was. I had a weak white person stomach. Yeah. No, I mean, I stood out like a sore thumb. I didn't even look like a tourist because I was in the local area. So it's like I couldn't even blend in with tourists. In fact, it was pretty funny because when I flew down there, I don't know if I ever told you this. When I flew down there, I flew down there by myself and was meeting my group there. Um, and on my plane, there was a bunch of white people there doing some sort of water, like charity work. They were there oh, okay, like to build a right. well, well or purifying stuff in some of the worst parts of El Salvador, which is not where I was, but they're definitely there. Um, and you could tell when I was getting off the plane, people were like, white girl by herself, where's your shirt? Like, where's your, people were looking at me like, are you part of the, are you part of the group? I was like, no. At one point when I was like waiting outside the airport and they were loading up into a van, there was a, a taxi driver there who asked me, are you with them or do you need a ride? <laughs> like those are the two options. I either need a ride or you're with them. There's no other possibility. That was just 
That's pretty funny. Yeah, really. I didn't, I, I didn't blend. I didn't blend at all. And just like that, we finished our episode. <laughs> Bam. Get me the F out of this room. Thanks for listening to Growing Up and Grounded. Hope you have a great holidays and a happy new year. And a special shout out to our listeners in Switzerland. Oh, shit. Sweden. <laughs> Who is it? Are you sure? Come back. Oh, damn it. I was looking down here. Oh, damn. Shout out to our listeners in Sweden. Wait, let's just start over. Really, what Kate was just trying to do is give a special shout out to all of our listeners in Sweden. We have quite a few. Hey, so we see you and thanks for listening. The song you're listening to is called Can Can 2 and it is by Dave Depper. You can check him out at davedepper.com, but we got the song from the Free Music Archive. I am on the clock because I think, okay, that's the episode. Clock. Boop. But why? Like, if the conversation carries us and we end up recording an episode and a half, so be it. We will record an episode and a half. Look, that's not how I like it. <laughs> well. You haven't edited anything. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's a blooper. <laughs> the problem is, like, I say I would love to have an editor, but I also have that thing of, like. You can't relinquish control? You're so controlling? <laughs> yes, I hate to admit that part. <laughs> I'll edit out the story of you dancing naked. No one else would be able to do that. <laughs> Everyone would also just leave that shit in. And it's the stuff about your debt, a clingy woman, needy, whiny person. When did I say that I was clingy? Uh, maybe another episode that I've cleaned up for you. <laughs> I am not clingy anymore. I have grown and developed as a human being. being. Who else is going to know how to make you look good for potential? That's actually the point of this podcast is to market me to potential spouses. So if you're single and interested...